Um, a while back, I had been living in uh, California for a few years, and there's a mountain over by the East Bay of San Francisco called Mount Diablo. Okay, and uh, yes, for the uh, for the bilingual community, the mountain of the devil. So, but it wasn't really that scary. It was kind of lovely, to be honest. Well, with it is. Um, my girlfriend at the time wanted to uh, do a hike that was around kind of the upper level of the mountain. I think it was like around seven, eight miles, something like that. And, you know, it would take a few hours, you know. But, oh, yeah, that's exactly the expression that I had whenever she, she mentioned that. I was like, oh, what's going on? See, this is back, I, I wasn't uh, quite as, as active back then. And so I hear seven, eight miles, and I'm like, what is this nonsense you're spewing? And... So uh, uh, I start thinking to myself, you know, if I'm going to have to do this, I should probably be prepared. So I, I had a few months, and so what I started doing is every day, yeah, I started, I would just be walking, like almost every single day. And, and it wasn't like anything crazy, it was like maybe like two to three miles or something like that. But after a while, it was like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a little bit tired, but then also starting to realize that soon I wanted to do it. Which kind of made me wonder, it's like, you know, what in the world happened to me? Why am I wanting to exercise? This is crazy talk. But with it, though, is we ended up going to that mountain, and I found out that apparently my girlfriend and a friend of ours that we brought along, they did not prepare for this whatsoever. And they were from California. I thought for sure, okay, it'll be fine, whatever. Oh, no. Halfway through, the friend we brought along just was done. Just done just sat and stopped it was like i'm not going any further i'm just going to die here it's like i'm pretty sure you don't have to die here it'll be okay um you know you're like 20 minutes from you know a gas station um but also with that though is maybe three quarters of the way through uh, my girlfriend ended up like messing up her ankle somewhere along the way and early she said she messed up her ankle i don't know maybe she was also like i'm done um but I ended up being the one who could make it to the end and got to the car so that I could drive back and pick them up. Except it turned out that one of them had put the keys to my car in their bag as I'm standing there at my vehicle unable to do anything. So uh, fortunately, uh, one of them, I think it was our friend, ended up somehow meeting. I had to go back like another mile to get it meet them and then go back so it was like nine ten miles by the end of it and i was just like all right maybe next time i'll just go by myself <laughs> um but the thing with this is that what stood out to me is that having this great idea it wasn't just something that you just say hey i'm gonna go do this but in reality you're supposed to actually put the work and the effort into it is to actually put yourself into what was going to matter and that's the thing that stood out to me was that even though it wasn't my original idea is that I was the one getting the most out of it because I was the one willing to put the most into it. And, and truth be told is that years down the line, there would be a lot of times I'd have a chance to be able to go backpacking, hiking, camping. The thing is, is that unfortunately when I was a kid and I had gone through like Cub Scouts and such like that, all I'd been trying to do was to make sure I did what was needed to get the little pins, okay? Because, you know, that's what really mattered in, in my mind. But then later on realizing that I hadn't put the effort in to truly have brought it and made it real. But then ended up teaching at a school that did that with their students 
um, with Woods Project, and so learning all of those skills, you can't just say, I'm going to do it, but you actually have to do the work. And then later on, being able to go backpacking in, in Glacier and, and Donner and then down at Mount Akatanango in Guatemala, and these things where I'm like, well, yeah, but can I do it? Should I? Well, yeah, because I was putting in the work. And that's the thing that we end up seeing today in 1 Thessalonians 2. The thing is, is that Paul is quite happy about the Thessalonian church. But as he's discussing the Thessalonian church, he says that he is grateful that what they had done, what they had shown them, all that they had gone through for the sake of Thessalonians had mattered. The thing is, is that Paul had to go through so many things, not just having to deal with many in the Jewish community who had known him originally back when he was still Saul and those who rejected what his message was, but also that in the towns where he was at, and he might be ridiculed anywhere from the Jewish community to the Gentiles, the Hellenistic community that was there, or even the times when he was being imprisoned. And yet constantly to be spending time just caring for the people in the church. We were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. Okay, I'm not quite sure you can go that far, Paul. Uh, I, I don't think that all the mothers would quite appreciate that, but at the same time, he was really doing what he could for the people that were there. And see, that's the thing about suffering, is that success does not come by avoiding the suffering. It doesn't come by avoiding the struggle. Success comes from going through it, enduring it, and becoming stronger because of it. What was something that you had to struggle for because it mattered and you knew that the only way to do right by it was to push through? You know what I'm talking about. And that's the thing that we end up seeing here is that oftentimes what we get here is what ends up demonstrating the love that comes from God. Because not just saying that you love someone or something, but rather that you have to embody it. There's oftentimes this term that we sometimes throw around, incarnation. It comes up in spiritual circles. To be incarnate is to embody something. And of course, oftentimes, we talk about that when we talk about Jesus. You know, he was incarnate by the Holy Spirit. In other words, he ended up embodying and became man because of what the Spirit was doing. But it's more than just saying, okay, he looked like a man. It's like, okay, that's great. But it's more than that. It's also knowing that he would need to suffer and struggle. Because only by embodying the love of God can anybody truly receive it. See, that's the piece that we end up seeing here is that the Thessalonians didn't just come up with all these great ideas for how to be the church out of nowhere. They had to see what it was for themselves. And that's the thing that we see from Paul is that he wasn't just going to preach and then, okay, I preached and now I'm done today. Okay, see y'all later. I hope y'all got that. Okay, go take care of it. No. To be with the people and to struggle with them is the only way that it actually ends up coming up and mattering. There, there's a phrase I hear quite often. You, don't wanna, you can't just throw money at a problem 
and make it go away. And the thing is, is that I always find it interesting because the people who are saying you can't throw money at a problem and make it go away are usually the people who just don't want to put any money toward anything. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not really going to matter. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just being cheap. I mean, so come on. But the flip side of it is the fact that you can't just put money at a problem. How often do we feel that desire? Let me just pay and take care of it. Let me just get somebody else to do it. And then we wonder why things don't work out the way we expected them to. Whenever all uh, so much has been getting taken care of, even around our own campus, and then we say, well, when's the next time we're going to have, you know, the people of the congregation go out and start doing work around the, the place here? And then you end up hearing somebody say, oh, we can just hire somebody to do that. But then you miss the point. Is that you become emotionally tied to what you put your hands to. And, and see, that's the thing that unfortunately our younger generations, myself and those who are younger, we oftentimes lose sight of is that that's oftentimes why we don't feel the same connection as others do. But even more than that, it shows that what we actually know about is what we can actually do something about. Whenever we look to trying to figure out who is or isn't knowledgeable about all the health issues that go on in our world, especially the last few years, Lots of people had ideas. Lots of people had ideas, from high and mighty, uh, you know, elected officials to the person standing next to you in line at the grocery store with their random plastic container over their face. That was a weird, weird year. But in reality, who was it that actually knew what mattered? The, the people who were actually in the hospitals and the emergency rooms the people who are actually on the ground with it. The ones who are actually right there living it with them. Whenever we are currently dealing with issues about stuff happening in the Middle East, and oh my word, everybody has an opinion about what really caused the issue and what's really needed to fix it. People who have never actually set foot in the land of the Middle East. People who have never talked to those who consider themselves Israelis or Palestinians. And yet the people who are actually doing the ministry work there and who have been there for years, do we actually talk to them about it? See, that's the thing about this, is that love does not become true and it does not become full until it becomes incarnate, embodied. This is connected to what we oftentimes call theology of the cross. See, oftentimes we might think about God as, in a sense, like kind of above everything, kind of beyond all these struggles, not really, not really a part of this world, but because God is so far beyond us. But that has absolutely nothing to do with who God actually is. Because specifically, God took on our form to be here with us. See, theology of the cross is to say that the cross was not a hiccup. That, man, wouldn't it have been great if Jesus could have just, you know, kept doing his ministry and just kept going, and then, man, how great would the world have been? No. 
he had to go through the struggle. He had to go through the suffering to bring about what was true and real in our salvation. And that's the same for our lives too. Is that oftentimes we want to find the opportunities to avoid what is hard and what is difficult. We may not always understand why something has to be the way it is. Can't we just say we're done with something? Can't we just move on? And how well does that ever work? But rather is being in the middle of the struggle and the conflict and being able to say, God be praised. Not because we got around it, but because we're in it. And we can still see Christ who is living out in what we do, and then through us living out in what others can see and then do themselves. You see, this is the part that comes up when we hear in our gospel lesson about David and the son of David. And it says, The Lord said to my Lord. And you're kind of like, Huh? It's a little strange. But... If you go, and, and, and typically Bibles should show this, is that the first occurrence of the word Lord is all in caps, kind of small caps, but all caps and then the other one is not. And the reason for that is because oftentimes in our translation, when you see those caps, that's whenever they are referring to Yahweh. This is the reference to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is oftentimes what we might think of as God in his fullness, or sometimes we think of it as God the Father, but it's more to be able to say God. But then said to my Lord. And in that case, it's referencing the term Adonai, okay? which would be what we would consider back from medieval times the term Lord, someone who is in authority. But over time, the rabbis knew that this passage was a prophecy of the Messiah, but the Messiah is supposed to be son of David. So how is it that David is saying to his descendant, my Lord? Have any of you had any interest in talking to your kids or your grandkids and saying, my Lord? That seems like a strange idea. I just, I love your facial expressions today, Ann. That's just perfect. You're capturing it exactly. And yet, but with this though, is to realize when it says, I will put your enemies at your feet, they will be your footstool. David did not have an easy reign. David not only was chased by the previous king, had to live among the Philistines, and then struggled even with his own son. And then wasn't even allowed to build the temple himself. But the thing about his descendant is that it's not that, well, now my descendant doesn't have to deal with all this. It's the opposite. It's that if David's reign was great and the Messiah's is to be greater, then David's struggles in the Messiah will be greater. Even to the point of sacrificing himself for us. But you see, as much as we know that the Messiah is truly God, and now we understand why he would be greater than David, even so, how much does that love truly stand out 
because God is willing to sacrifice for us. So right now, I, I don't know what it may be that, that, you're, that you're looking toward. The thing is, is that it's sometimes easy to say, well, you know, Jesus doesn't, didn't experience what I've been through, so you know, I'm sure I have to figure out a better way to handle things. But the truth is, is that the only way to actually deal with the struggle that you're facing is to do so from the cross. From the place where Christ has met us of love and compassion and of willing to sacrifice himself for us. So I'm sorry, but you may have to struggle a bit more. But you don't do it alone. And it truly matters. Because as God has loved us and we love others, that's the only way to truly make a difference in this world. Thanks be to God.